so this podcast is actually going to be, I, I guess I, I continue to say these podcasts going to be different, but this is number episode number four. So I can't keep saying these are going to be different because they're always going to be different. But um, I didn't um, put this out late. Um, I did not have an opportunity to record at the place I'm staying. I'm living with some other roommates and most people stay up really late and sleep in very late and I'm up, I go to bed um, pretty early and get up pretty early. So I couldn't actually do the podcast where I'm staying and I couldn't do the podcast at work because I kept coming in late um, due to some errands I had to run. So I had to forego the idea of getting this podcast out on a Friday for this week, but hopefully that's not a big deal um, because we're still very new and hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. Episode four of this developing story. So I am in California now. Um, been spending most of the time in Oakland. Uh, spent a good amount of time looking for a place on the Sunday after I got in. And not realizing how difficult it was going to be, it, it, I found it to be quite difficult trying to find a place that was um, available and fitting the needs of me and my family. My family's not here in California yet. I'm going to be flying them out once uh, I get settled on a place. But the good news is I have found a place. And apparently, um, based on the reaction of my coworkers, I found it in rec- record time. Um, it's been about, I think I spent, well, basically just one day looking um, submitted my application and was told within the next, uh, and within two days of that. So in total of being here on day four, I actually got a place and I am, um, not currently settled in it. I don't move for another two weeks, but you know, that's a very, it's a good, a good feeling to know that I've I've got a place coming for me and some, some sort of, um, stability in my schedule. So definitely looking forward to that. I mean, the uh, if trying to rent in the city, I didn't attempt to even try to follow up on any places in the city. But from what I hear is, um, if you're interested at all in living in the city, you've got to have what they have is a, a called a rental resume, which I've never even thought of even that concept ever, but a resume just as if it was a work resume and, um, with your qualifications and credit port. And I think people have even got as far as providing cupcakes and donuts, um, to your, to the potential landlords, you know, to butter them up and, you know, show that you're, you're a generally nice person. So, I mean, I'm, I guess I, I would have done that if I needed to, but I I, I didn't know about that until after I already said my, submitted my application. Um, I did have a couple places that I had as backups and I've since, uh, let them know that I won't be uh, living there, obviously. So um, I will be living in Oakland, and it's going to be uh, definitely looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to be a very, it's very cultured over there. So uh, with me being a cultured black male, um, as they would say, I am looking forward to that. And so up next, I'll talk about some more reflection. <laughs> blog post um that kind of I had the idea of writing the blog post as I was on my way traveling to Tampa to drop off my stuff because I moved all my stuff from Orlando to Tampa um in anticipation of finding a place out here Uh, I didn't want to just make the huge jump from Orlando to to here 
Um, so I have a, a place in, in Tampa that I have my stuff currently waiting, um, including my family. And when I went to get the U-Haul to actually pick up the U-Haul to um, take my travel with my stuff, um, I, I met it. Uh, so the employee at U-Haul had noticed a shirt that I was wearing, a shirt that I tend to wear a lot. It's uh, kind of like a throwaway shirt for me. It's uh, whenever I'm doing some work or going to be sweating or just want to lay around the house, I wear the shirt. It's uh, got um, an Extreme Networks logo on it. Uh, Extreme Networks is kind of like, a, if you know of Cisco, um, they do a lot of networking equipment for data centers and whatnot. And uh, so I was wearing that shirt, and he asked me if he if it'd be worthwhile to... Um, if it'd be worthwhile to go back to school for network engineering. And I, I asked him why, you know, why network engineering? And his response was basically because they pay well. And he's always had an interest in, in technology and computers. And um, I asked, I told him, you know, well, why not software? You ever think about that? And I don't think it actually crossed his mind. I think he, you know, most people think that, you know, if you know software, then it's probably you've either got to go to school for a longer or you got to be really good at, I don't know. And, you know, I'm not really sure what blocks people on that. To be honest, um, I know it blocked me. Um, I figured I would have had to go back to school, and I would have had to, you know, started this when I was like, you know, eleven or twelve years old, started programming, or even earlier than that. And you know, I just didn't have that time to really get deep into it. But once I found that there was an opportunity for me, learning from others um, through things like Block, obviously, and uh, I f- fell like feet first, and I. I, I Basically, I haven't looked back ever since. So I actually let him know about that. I gave him my inf- pass over my information, which he was actually pretty ecstatic about, you know, how I spent seven months um, learning on my own and then also with a mentor for three months and then getting a job and now finding myself. Uh, well, I told him I find, now I'm moving across country to San Francisco for a job. And I did share personally what my salary was just to kind of give him some encouragement and, uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, if he's listening to this, I give him my information. Uh, definitely feel free to reach out to me. Um, I just, the, so the question was in my blog post, are boot camps worth it? And after thinking about it on my drive back from Orlando to Tampa, I thought, you know, I, I personally spent about, now I had scholarships, so I didn't actually spend that much money um, getting my degree um, in college, um, but I would have at least spent about 12K out of my own pocket and... Um, I think the four four year degree for a state school, you're going to at least spend around, you know, if you, if you live at home or you're, you know, you don't factor in your living expenses, you're going to, it's going to be somewhere around the 20 K mark for four years and a degree. Um, you know, that's a big chunk of change, but for whatever reason, people continue to get degrees and they take on that amount of debt because most people don't go to school with, with scholarships as I did or with parents who pay for the school. They go to school with financial aid. So they end up paying that, you know, years to come um, in the future for the hopes of getting a job for maybe forty or $50,000 a year. Um, but in reality, most people don't even get jobs to that degree. You know, don't, they don't get paid that much. Um, I didn't. I got, a, I got a four-year degree, and I ended up making... Um, about 30k two years out of college and you know it wasn't and I obviously I didn't have that much I didn't have any debt after college but you know to this to spend that amount of money for the hopes of getting a $30,000 job out of college and then basically spend what 10 years of your life to maybe hopefully double that if not maybe never double that salary you know 
is it is my question so i turned around the question in the blog post and just asked you know is is it worth even having a college degree and um i really i'll, I'll put the uh the blog post in the show notes, but I encourage you to take a look at that. And, you know, if you have questions or rebuttal on my response to that, let me know. Uh, give me a comment on Twitter. Um, leave a comment on the blog post as a comment section. But, you know, are our degrees worth it? You know, boot camps, they're running about twelve to, to 15000 And it, you won't, similar to college, you won't really be working um, while you're in the boot camp. But at the end of the, at the end of the three months, you're not guaranteed a job. But you have the you have a better chance of making a, a good salary and getting a job in uh, programming. And I guess a lot of people look at that. I mean, you could. I was actually about to finish it, but I just want to go on another tangent. So if you in college, you can basically breeze by, and I think that's what a lot of people. I don't think they admit it, but I think a lot of people kind of expect. You know, you can kind of breeze by and learn how to program. But I think if you go to a boot camp uh, and you're not really driven and ready to make that that jump then i don't think boot camps are for you i don't think if you go in the mindset of going in like you would for college and you know doing your work showing up to when you you know showing up whenever you need to or whenever you want to um which is you know that's how i went to school and you, you just won't strive you won't you basically won't get a job after um you might get a job I don't know. I didn't go through an in-person boot camp, so maybe it's it might be easier. You can breeze through, but I think if you're driven, um, like myself, and you really have an, an aptitude to learn, um, and I think that's a great way to learn, and it's a great way to learn and get a, a bigger bang for your buck. So with that being said, I'll stop on that tangent and uh, take a look at the blog post, and you know, let me know what you think. So this coming week, I'm now I'm focused more on, uh, I guess, leveling up my knowledge on the code base here at work. Um, one thing is that I've noticed that have been different than when I first started in the programming and was when I first started in this job is the amount of pairing that I've I had the opportunity to do. Um, it's been I've probably done twice as much pairing in this this week than I have um, in the past ten months that I've done um, at my previous employer. And not to say that, you know, there's not, it's not a knock against my previous employer because not, not every company is built for pairing and not every um, position really needs pairing. Um, but I think coming in as a new engineer to a team and being able to pair with people who know, already know what the code does and where to find things, um, I think it's been a huge help for me. Um, I, I haven't really had any gotchas as far as other than some RSpec things, since I didn't really use RSpec professionally, and I haven't used RSpec in over six months, um, but RSpec 2 was the last thing I used, and I know they've, they've already gone up a new version, so I had a little gotchas in R, some RSpec 3 cons, um, syntax. But other than that, the code is, it's, I understand it. I've, I've been doing this for, I've been at this for, I guess, about almost a year and a half now. No, no less than that, probably about 15 months. And I've been working professionally about 10 months. Oh yeah, so it'd be about 17 months. But anyway, regardless, um, I've been at this for a while. So I, I kind of get the gist of, you know, the code and what it does and how to find things. But to understand, you know, the backgrounds and to find out what, how certain things are set up and even some, some specific dev things. Um, there are a little gotchas there, but 
just to be able to ask my pair as I'm going through the code base and turning to them, asking them questions. I think that's, you know, that set me up for a lot of success here. And I, uh, I've already contributed to code base, you know, in a short amount of time. I don't think I, um, I did contribute to Isaiah's code when I first started, you know, within the first week, but you know, I, I just feel this, this experience has been quite different. And I, I feel the experience as a whole, as a developer in San Francisco is definitely different. You know, there's a lot of people who really know what they're talking about. I had opportunity to go to an Ember meetup um, two days ago and just the, the caliber of talent that was in there answering questions and um, giving presentations was um, very impressive, to say the least. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to the future meetups that I have in, in store. Um, um, just this weekend, I've even signed up for an Angular intro course on Sunday, which, I mean... If there was ever an event on a Sunday um, where I came from, I don't, I don't think so. But just to have that opportunity to do that and learn um, and keep at learning. Um, there's a workshop coming up, you know, in two weeks for another technology. But, you know, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to what's in store. I'm looking forward to eventually moving into my new place. And hopefully you guys will stick with me. Um, as I continue to transition, hopefully this podcast will evolve into uh, more of what I want it to do. Um, but at the, at the time I'm kind of mercy at, I'm at the mercy of other people's schedules and the public transportation that's, uh, that's allotted for me. So, uh, my schedule is going to be real crazy for the next few weeks. If you see me on Slack, uh, I might not respond right away just because, uh, I have been pairing. So I haven't been able to switch over to Slack and respond to certain people like I have, um, as quickly as before. Um, but yeah, still reach out, leave me questions, leave a comment in the, the show notes, um, yeah, talk to me on Twitter. I, I will be available eventually. And, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to it.